Blog Talk Radio. Positive response to that. So, um, more and more, you will find this show during the day at noon Pacific and 3 p.m. Eastern. Um, although I will still have some flexibility when a particular guest calls for, and we will certainly continue with occasional primetime specials at 7 p.m. Pacific at night. So, always be on the lookout on FrontierBeyondFear.com. Um, for special shows and for announcements of current shows. And I want to remind you that there is a way on Blog Talk Radio to follow the show, and then you get emailed announcements from Blog Talk Radio, and you just need to get a simple account out there. It's not difficult, and I really encourage you to do that. Um, Today, I am just so delighted in a moment to bring on the line a returning guest who it's been a little while since she's been on. She's got something new to talk about today, a new book out, and the guest today is Cindy Griffith Bennett, and she goes by both names, Cindy Griffith and Cindy Griffith Bennett. Um, You may be familiar with her husband, David Bennett, who's been on the show a few times, and um, Cindy today is going to be talking about her new book, Grow Your Spiritual Business, How to Build a Business in the Internet Age. And she co-authored this book with um, another author named Lisa Kay, who has a Ph.D., and both authors have really wonderful experience with building their own businesses and just really... um, excellent professional business backgrounds, and so many insights to share with us. And I feel that I know for a fact that many in this audience are doing precisely that. Perhaps they'd like to start a business. Perhaps you've been nurturing a little business and now you're growing it. Um, Actually, my situation is very much where um, I'm heading into a significant growth mode for my own business. And so I find this to be a very timely topic. Cindy was essentially born a businesswoman, and she managed her family business um, even in her early 20s. And she opened her first spiritual business in 1993. And she is now a teacher. She speaks often. She's at expos often. She offers psychic readings. 
And her website that I encourage you to visit when you have the chance is cindygriffiths.com, which is on the website. And I am really just so very delighted to welcome Cindy on the line. Welcome, Cindy. It's nice to have you back here. Oh, Susan, thank you so much. I always join my enjoy my time at Frontier Beyond Fear. Oh, well, I, I just so love talking to to people um people like you and 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 of course your wonderful David <laughs> who's been on the show a few times and you just have such amazing insights to share and I know today this is a vital vital topic and I have to say it's very synchronistic. I I read your book with great interest because I I personally am learning so much from it and I know so many of us can. So um, maybe we should start this in a way, in a way that you kind of begin your book, is um, what do you consider a spiritual business, and and how can people benefit from the insights that, that you and Lisa have to offer? Well, first of all, we view a spiritual business as any business that has um, comes from the heart and has motivations that are not, um, I mean, we all have to make money. That's important. Yes. That's one of the things you'll find in the book. But where yes. money is not the key uh, motivator, where being of service is the key motivator. So you can have a spiritual law practice just as easy as you can have a spiritual Reiki practice. Yes. And as far as benefiting from the book, really, this book was designed for people that were starting, but also uh, people like you and I who have had existing businesses for a while, but um, really didn't get trained in business and and yes. uh, want to boost their business. Um, yes. I found even writing this book, being a co-author, uh, I would take some of Lisa's ideas, and and I really feel like I've I've been able to to um, implement them in my business to great advantage and so you know that's one of the things i like about this book it gives two different views myself and lisa and uh we usually agree on things but we come from different directions and yes. so i think that whether you're like me who has had a business for over 25 years or uh, lisa where she comes with a stronger business and she's had her business a while as well i don't know how many years offhand but uh you know whether no matter which way you want to approach it or which way you're coming from there's advice for you. Yes, yes. You know, as I was entering into this, and, and I'm happy to, to to inject what my perspective is coming into this as well, is that I think many of us, and I've known many people like this, I have had, my business has been around since 2009, but what I feel is, um, you know, having been a, a stay-at-home mom and now with, with my, my son in college, and and many things kind of competing for my attention in life. It's only now, and I love that this book is coming up now, it's really only in the last six months that I've realized, okay, it's time now to really focus. Now, the show for me here is a hobby, which is interesting, and and I don't want to get too much into this person, but that is a question I'm going to have for you at some somewhere down the line. Is it seems many of us have multiple things that we pursue, and we might make conscious choices as to what's a hobby, what's the business, how do how do they interact, and and maybe this does lead right to the first 
area, one of the first areas that you focus on in your book, I have found this to be pivotal for me and not, and boy, trial and error, even when when just beginning, very much so, is how to choose where to focus. Because I think it's very easy to offer a giant array of services, like, oh, I can do this, and I can do this, and I can do this, and that may be true. But what about this business of focusing? Well, we tend to, uh, because we're so interested in so many things, and once you learn about one spiritual business, it's like, oh, wow, but this works with it, you know? So maybe you go for Reiki, and then you realize aromatherapy works really well, and then you get uh-huh. into the, the oils, and, and then you realize reflexology works well, and all of a sudden you have, you know, an a la carte menu of, yeah. of what services you offer. And that's wonderful. We're not saying that you shouldn't offer all those services services. But what yeah. we're saying specifically is when you're marketing, pick one thing that your passion is, one thing that you want to become the expert in and market that. And I apologize, we live in Virginia Beach now and so if you hear background noise it may be a jet going over <laughs> Oh, that's, that's okay. I would love to hear the ocean in the background. <laughs> yeah, so would I. Instead, I'm hearing the jets from the military base. But anyway, um, so, you know, what do you want to do? Because what I find is that when you go to a, a person, and, and I had an example of this. There was a lovely woman sitting across from me at a psychic fair, and I'm looking at her sign, and it's so small because she had so many things on it that uh-huh. – I I went over and I said, what do you do? Because I didn't want to read all of that, you know? And and plus it was had to be written small because she had it on an eight and a half by 11 piece of paper. And she couldn't really explain to me. Whereas if, you know, if I'm doing a psychic fair, I'll say, oh, I do psychic readings. Now, within those psychic readings, you can have numerology, spirit guides, blah, blah, blah. But I my thing that I market is psychic readings. I also do many other things, but when you're at an event, pick what is the the strongest of your your passions, market that, and then if people need your other things or could benefit or seem interested, then you can go into your laundry list of of, uh, other things that you do or, or how you do that one thing. Yes, yes. And, you know, something that that I feel for those who are entering into listening to this show and also into this book, which I very much invite people to get, is um, I I find myself, Cindy, honoring my need to reflect um, and really listen to spirit um, because, you know, knowing that that I am really building and focusing in a spiritual business, um, I think that... that, um, that we need to, I mean, how about that, that, that um, you know, and, and I guess here's a, here's a deeper question. This, is, this one's going to be kind of a, a soul-searching show, is I think many of us are called to do things like write a book or, you know, maybe do some things that are related to the business. Clearly you wrote a book, you've written more than mm-hmm. one book, and yet you're still also very much building a business and need to, you know, I mean, it, it, or you're called to do this. I don't know um, what your level of, of need is, but, um, and, and I guess how do we, for me, it seems like some quiet reflection is in order to really get the, the true heart space picture clear. Um, and I think that's true for the audience too, in some cases. 
Well, I think that that's a a issue that we all suffer. No, we all are confronted with. I don't want to say we yes. suffer with it. <laughs> We're all confronted with. And I think the thing to know, to see is you'll be called and your heart will sing when you're doing the right thing. Yeah. Recently, I was reading, I don't know, Huffington Post or something, and they said, write down, you know, what you want 2019-16 to look like and, you know, where do you want to focus? And then make your choices from that. And what came down to, to me for personally was I love doing my psychic readings, but I really love to teach. And that's where my passion is, and that's where the books come in, you know, because the books are a form of teaching. And so, you know, when I'm looking at choices down the road, do I want to go chasing psychic fair after psychic fair after psychic fair? Um, I'd rather, you know, chase teaching opportunity after teaching opportunity. But with that said, if I don't have enough money in the bank, I'm not going to be able to to follow that. So right. I'm not giving up, it's, I'm not leaving my psychic readings behind because I don't unenjoy, you know, I don't, I don't dread them. I enjoy them. It's just, it's not where my passion is right now. So I continue to market the psychic readings, but I'm looking my focus and I'm looking for the universe to provide me opportunities to be able to present my teaching more. And it's interesting because that is the way that my life is going in this, you know, in this direction. So I think that really looking at, you know, putting out to the universe, and and I don't think it's it's a bad thing to kind of even write down, you know, what of these of these laundry list of things that we do, what are we feeling drawn to, or as you say, in quiet reflection, what do you feel you need to do, um, yeah. and focus on those. But we can't be well. I don't want to say can't. It's like shooting on someone, isn't it? We we need to also be aware that we have a good financial standing because yeah. if we have to look at our clients like dollar signs, you know, oh, oh fresh meat. No, that in, that's, you know? yeah, Whoa, that's a pitfall right there. No, I exactly. I, I I swear I I, I listen to some of this advice as I've. I've I've explored some of this, and boy, you know, you, I'm sure there will be people who will pick up your book and say, "Oh yeah, been there, done that." And 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 I'll, there's one thing um, that, and I'm still learning as to how to balance and and to to accept abundance. There, there's a quote from your book. I can't remember whether you said it or Lisa said. I just I just wrote it down. Um, money is not evil. Money is good. It represents an exchange of energy. Because we have money, we can continue to be of service. And another quote, there is nothing, I love this, there is nothing unspiritual about wanting enough income to pay your bills. Exactly. That exactly. And so there's nothing that says we need to hang around that vow that we took five lifetimes ago of poverty, you know, and yeah. that's where this comes from. You know, how many of us have had that lifetime five lifetimes ago or two life, whatever, that we took this vow and it's just stuck in our craw, you know? Um, but this is now, this is, uh, we don't have people who are willing to come to our house or build us a house, come to it and bring us food every night because we're wonderful spiritual beings. You know, my, <laughs> I keep trying to get the electric company to take cookies that my clients give me and they just uh-huh. won't do it. Uh-huh. Right? So we need to have that, that energetic exchange. I do yeah. something for you, you do something for me. And the energetic exchange in today now is money. 
for the most part. Yeah. You know, I, I've said to many a person, and I'll, I'll be honest about this, I've said I do feel someday when we have gotten to the point as a society, we will be in a cashless society someday. And sometimes I feel like those of us pursuing this feel that almost not even just the past. We may feel the future. But the thing is, is we're not in it yet. <laughs> no, and, and like I said, the, the electric company won't take my cookies. <laughs> yeah, and but but you know, at the same time, you said something very important at the beginning a, a little bit ago of how we still can't view those people that we're assisting as dollar signs, or you know, if if our focus yeah. is yeah. is the because money, because they they will feel it, they will sense it, it and, and it will, and they won't come. Or if yeah. they come, they'll come once, and they'll say, "Wow, you know, that person isn't centered in the heart. You That's know, it. they're they're more interested, and 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 they may not know why they don't want to come back, but that mm-hmm. will be, you know, I think a, um, a a a huge aspect. And and so when we can become okay with abundance, and we can work with uh, knowing how to create abundance without the hard sell, we don't have to feel yeah. guilty. And this is one of the things Grow Your Spiritual shows. How do you create clients, increase your clients or customers without the hard sell? Because it's the hard sell that isn't spiritual. Marketing can be very spiritual. It's the hard sell that people associate with marketing that creates that stigma. Yes. Oh, I couldn't agree with you more, and I've actually observed this because, you know, some of what I've done over the years involves promoting some things for people, including um, a very large expo. And I have found that when you're continually beating people over the head with a message over and over and over and over again, um, that doesn't really work. That becomes more of an annoyance and that there are ways to – to more softly convey things. And yet it's a balance. It's a learning experience for us all. But when you talk about the hard sell, um, to me that that to, uh, it's just the opposite of, of what I can do. You know, that's how you know. In your book, you know, and what you just said, you know it in your heart, don't you, Cindy? You know it. Yes. When you're engaged Absolutely. in it and it's just, oh, this feels awful. I mean, you know it. It's obvious. Yeah. <laughs> we look at, uh, Lisa came up with a wonderful analogy of looking at marketing uh, in a spiritual manner as you do dating, where yeah. the first thing you do is you put your, you get you get to a place where people can know you, right? And that yeah. that's knowing your demographics. You're not going to go to a hip-hop bar if you want to meet someone that likes country music, right? Yeah. Right, <laughs> so, right, so right. You know where to put yourself out, whether that's you know in our dating analogy, a dating site or or uh, you know um, events that you like. Then the next thing, once you get the date, you go on a couple dates, right? But it's low pressure. You 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 both pay for yourselves. You get to know each other a little bit, and you can see that in the analogy of trying to now uh, or working on resonating with your clients and customers. And this is where maybe you present some library lectures where they can come see you for free or you teach a class at a low cost or you give a sample and then you keep building the relationship until you have what we call synergized uh, synergized customer Uh, uh, it's where they come back again and again and again so um, and that's your committed relationship yes 
But nowhere in there is pushy. It's saying, hey, this is who I am. This is what I offer. Do you like it? No? Oh, great. Well, Joe down the street has something different. Why don't you check out Joe? You know, I know him. He's reputable, but it sounds better for you. Oh, you do like it? Come on. Well, tomorrow night I'm having something a little more. I'm having a bigger class. It's a little bit more expensive. But if you liked this free one, you might like the one for 25 bucks. You know, yeah. you just, you, yeah. you give them the option. There is no pressure there. And there's also this idea of promoting other people in your spiritual community, which not only creates more spiritual vibrations, I guess, positive feelings, it also, it's, it just is good business. Yes, yes. You know, as you're speaking, all I keep hearing is energy, energy, energy. It has everything to do with energy, doesn't it, Cindy? I it's mean, all it's about just... energy. It, it's totally, and when the energy goes to hell, so to speak, and boy, you can feel it when it does. I mean, when something yeah. just isn't isn't what you're supposed to do, or it's energetically unbalanced. Oh boy, do you learn? And and maybe I think we're. I have to say, when I've experienced that, it's a lesson I needed to learn. I usually look back on it and say, I'm really thankful that that happened because boy did I learn from that and I even did it again here and I did it another time here but that's okay I needed to learn and now what am I going to do <laughs> right and, right well and, and, that's, and, and, and I think yeah. that's our life isn't it oops I well, did it again the darn truth, it. Isn't it? <laughs> that, I love so myself I'll do better next time <laughs> well and, yeah I mean why are we here we probably did similar things in past lives too I mean get into that you know in different in different ways, but we can be thankful. And there's an area that I know happens all the time, and I'm I'm going to inject something a little into this, is this business of bartering, uh, because I think that it happens very, very often in the spiritual community. I will tell you honestly that there is there is one situation, one, one, that I'm involved in where – it's worth its weight in gold. It's but but it's rare because I've had a lot of people want to barter and and I'm finding personally that energetically it's it often just doesn't work because unfortunately we're back to there is nothing unspiritual about wanting enough income to pay your bills. And if everybody's well, and bartering it doesn't work. Yeah, I find it's very difficult to um, well, like I said, get the electric company to take the cookies that's or the it. painting that's or it. the beautiful, you know, oh, I got a massage on my body. That's great. But I didn't really need it. I really needed the $65 more. Um, yeah. But also yeah. what I have found in bartering and, and, you know, my feeling is this. You and I have seem to have a similar uh, situation where we both have found bartering doesn't work well. Other people may not have that. And then barter yeah. your bananas right but my feeling is it's i'd rather have someone pay me let's say my reading is $75 i'd rather them pay me $75 and then me go pay them $75 for the massage than to barter because i find that the 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 energy exchange 
um, very often isn't equal in barters. And so either I feel guilty or the other person feels guilty. So um, I find this eliminates any outside stuff. Look at you. I paid you what you ask and you paid me what I ask. And, and then, you know, we're done. But if the per, I feel that what I do as, as whether classes, readings, um, counseling, uh, for the most part, they are luxury items. And I also yeah. feel in a lot of the spiritual businesses, these are luxury items. And people may disagree with me, and that's okay. But my feeling is you pay your plumber, you pay your psychic. But if you can't afford, you know, a reading today, then you should not be having a reading. You know what I mean? So that's my feeling uh, on on uh, many, not all, but many of the spiritual businesses that they are luxuries, and that um, and we should we should be smart with our money. And if you don't have enough money to pay your rent, maybe you don't. Maybe you shouldn't have the massage, or maybe you shouldn't have the whatever you're trying to barter. So you know, I feel a little strongly about that as well. Yeah, I I have to say I have come to feel and. I will tell you this, and I know there are a lot of people out there. They're just really nice people, and 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 I I miss I I want to be so nice to these people I care about so much. And when I and, and I'm bringing this up because I know it happens to everybody out there. To say no to a barter is not to say what you're offering has no value. Those two are not the same. So exactly. So if I say. No, I I know that you offer wonder wonderful counseling, you know, and that they're whatever, or you have a wonderful, um, you know, you offer wonderful massages. I'm not devaluing that. However, it's just not something. Um, it, it just doesn't work. Um, it it, right. it it can't keep a business going. Now I have well, said, it's also I, something you may not be able to afford. So in other words, if right, you can have another client that's going to pay you, you can't afford. Yes. You wouldn't get the massage or the piece of art if it wasn't a barter. You know, this is not some place that you would invest your energy in money in that's right it. now. That's it. And yeah. you know, I will say. Um, you know, every rule is meant to be broken <laughs> sometimes. Yes, I, yes, and and I, I have one situation where it's just been amazing. But in that case, it's with a nonprofit, and the benefit provided both ways is remarkable. And we're both just thrilled. Right. Um, and and it's a, a rare situation. situation. You would choose to use your energy that way. Yeah. So yeah. it's working it's, for you. But and but again, people may disagree with you and I and and then barter. They might. Yeah. yeah. But you know, go ahead and barter. It's not saying it, it's just that what what I find when you're trying to grow your business, barter yeah. is not the best way to do it. Yeah, yeah. And you know, I would have disagreed with you a year ago. I mean, truthfully, mm-hmm. I have tried really hard. It's just because I have to tell you, I mean, your heart goes out to certain situations. There there are situations where, you know, that's what people have to offer. And you want to help people. You do. And 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 we're helping each other often. However, it's it's it, it just energetically I I don't I can't explain it, but unfortunately, it's it often doesn't work, and it can often result in situations that you then have to heal, <laughs> and then yeah, you got to work yeah. through that. But, you know, <laughs> like there, there are times I have to say, there's, there's, uh, you know, I can think of times where a barter might be appropriate, 
Uh, for example, mm-hmm. um, I knew uh, I, I I had had my friend who was my medium, you know, go to medium person that I used to um, refer everyone to passed away. Yeah. And the med- I knew this I'd heard about this medium and she had heard about me and she doesn't do psychic readings. So uh-huh. we bartered we well we didn't really we just gave each other readings so that I could get to know her and know if I wanted to refer her and she could get to uh-huh. know me and know if she uh-huh. wanted to refer me. In that sense uh-huh. a barter was fine. But oh, it yeah, was that's definitely a, a business a business situation. But, you know, there's yeah. so many things. I, I don't want to spend all our time on bartering. No, I don't either. We'll <laughs> jump ahead. Yeah, let's keep going. Actually, I was just thinking, you're psychic, Cindy. I, was, yeah. I know you are because I was just thinking that. Um, go on. Um, the Okay, let's talk about the structure of the business. That's something that I know I've thought about a lot, I mean, because there are many different ways to structure things, and you talk about things like liability. So very briefly, as people are launching into this, what about how they structure the business and how they make that decision in in terms of incorporating versus not a sole proprietorship? Or These are real questions we face. You know, uh, it all comes down to liability, and although I would love to answer your question, Susan, um, I do sole proprietor. But so do I. Uh, Lisa, Lisa does, I believe, and I'm not 100% sure, incorporation. Um, and um, I think that she may have the smarter way to do it. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I can't answer that because it really it think, rules change from from state to state and even county to county. Yeah. The yeah. only thing I would say is whatever you do, make sure that it is above board. So in other words, yeah. go get your doing business as make sure you file taxes. Keep every receipt because you'll probably find for the first two to three years of your business you won't have to worry about paying taxes anyway. Yeah, <laughs> Keep starting yeah. up a yeah, business, that's the truth. <laughs> you know, and don't quit the day job. You know, because yeah. unless yeah. you are, I mean, I'm very blessed. I have a husband that helps pay the bills. Um, you know, I would have uh, not been able to do that. You know, do what I do if if yeah. I didn't. You know, if I didn't have that, even though I, I make a good income. Um, it wouldn't be enough to support a household. So, you know, don't don't uh, quit the day job. But so as far as structuring, I would talk to a financial person and really see what they feel. But yeah. when you're first starting, you may find that uh, sole proprietor is, is fine. But when you get to be bigger or you're selling things, uh, products and such, if and absolutely if you are opening a store, I would not do sole, sole proprietor. Where you're going to be having people walking around that could trip and fall. Yeah. Yeah. You know, honestly, I went the sole proprietor route, too, and yet I I saw Lisa's um, input on that. I think many of us think, you know, one of these days we will probably become an LLC, or that's probably the the way. And you see, Mm -hmm. and again, it's just something I wanted to touch upon, and you do touch upon it in your book. And, yes, I think you give good advice there that, that you need to talk to even more experts, you know, I, there are small business it's going to depend on, on whether It's going to depend on whether you have a lot of assets, 
You yeah. know, if you have a husband, that if you have a house, if you have a, a children, you know, it's going to depend. There's so much personal. I'd rather say uh, for that, talk to a, a your financial person or hire a, or talk to an accountant and uh, and 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 make that decision. I don't think that um, you could go wrong by doing an LLC. Um, uh-huh. It's just. Um, you know, is it overkill the first year or two of your business? Right. And so, right. And, and is that going to keep you from doing your business? Right. So if it's going to keep you from getting started, then do the sole proprietor and have that on, on the back burner. Because you, if I could say anything is don't wait till you're ready, just do it, but don't quit the day job. Mm-hmm. Now there are those listening and I will say my personal experience is um, now I did have, thankfully, I've had financial support for many years, so it's been helpful, um, and many people can be in this situation. But some people are listening, especially during the day here, where maybe a job ended, and so now they have to make a decision um, if they're, you know, that maybe now is the time to, to start a business and so they may not have a choice as to whether to quit their day job. It may be a choice of whether to pursue another traditional that's, job. That that's can a be a big story. choice. That's a different story. In yeah. that sense, I would say that there are certain things, and we go on through it and grow your spiritual business, uh-huh. um, certain things you want to make sure that you have enough money for. Um, you have to figure that that business is not going to be able to support you. You don't have to do a darn thing. I recommend... <laughs> You uh, figure that that business is not going to be able to support you for a few years, so uh, or at least a year. Um, in reality, you know, uh, unless you you are going into business with some that you know where it already has a a um, clientele ready for you. So, in other words, if you're investing and you're buying a chiropractor's office that has clients, then that may be a different story. But if you're starting a business from scratch, you know that's what you want to figure. And so, you need to know, make sure you have a reliable computer, reliable internet, you have enough to pay rent for six months. You know, you, you need to have these certain things. Now, you don't have to rent a place, depending on your business, of course. Um, I have, I had an office for a short while. I would never do it again, personally. I read, because I I feel confident in my sniff test, I do most of my work over the phone, and I have an office in my home. So, but I have a husband that's okay with that. I have a friend whose husband got, he's supportive, he's wonderful, we love him, but he's not okay with having people in the home. So, she has to have a pay rent. So, um, you know, it depends on your circumstances, but you want to make sure that you are giving your business a strong financial footing to grow on and that you're not expecting your business to support you right off the bat. If you can do that and not have even a, at least a part-time job, then God bless, go, not go 100%. <laughs> But, you know, I've seen too many businesses struggle because they don't have, they didn't stop to have the strong financial footing, and so they're just getting going and their car breaks down. And then they're grounded. Yeah. So, you yeah. know, we're we're not saying we're not trying to be you can't you can't you can't because no, my not. feeling is you can you can you can. You can yeah. do 
anything. You can have any business you want. It's a matter of making sure that you're smart about it. And and that's that strong financial footing. As a matter of fact, I the the most the the biggest mistake I see people making is that not starting out with a strong financial footing um and trying to have the business support them and then feeling like they failed. And it isn't that they fa- the the business failed them. They they didn't give it the the help it needed. Yeah. Yeah. And and you know, truthfully, there're just so many situations that people can find themselves in. I know that I I do want to be careful not to 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 inject can't into things too much cuz I I know saying. some we incredibly courageous. You yes, know, we can do anything. I think it's just a yeah. matter of a little forethought. Yeah, it it, it, yeah, it I certainly try, I try not help. to say can't. <laughs> I know. I know. I, 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 it's a balance, isn't it, Cindy? It just seems like you know, it, it, it's all a balance. And yes, there are. You know, I know that 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 I have. I know people who've been incredibly courageous. I know one who's a multimillionaire now because they risked, you know, everything, and that in a spiritual business, and and that can happen. And but but you know, there are many lessons along the way that that we can have. Now, you talk about in your book the oh no fun. Talk about the oh no fun just a little bit when your car does break down or that unexpected medical. That's it. And that's what I'm talking about. You can do anything with a little bit of forethought. Mm -hmm. So, um, because again, I I don't want to say, I don't want it to sound like I'm saying, well, you can't do this and you can't do that because that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying you just have to give it a little thought. So the oh no fund is you want to figure out what basic expenses are going to be for the year. We all know that every couple years we're going to need tires, right? We all know that every couple years we're going to need a new laptop. We all know in a few years, especially if we're driving to this place or that place, you know, we're going to need to replace our car. So if you can figure out basic not every single expense because life doesn't work that way but if you can figure the basics that say uh, you know you're going to need new tires that's uh, let's say you can get some good price tires let's say that's $500 uh, which I don't think is realistic and then you need a new laptop that's another $500 you know by the end of the year you're on your last leg and without a good computer you're not going to be able to utilize some of the wonderful free um, things you can do for, to support your business. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know you're going to need a thousand dollars, and then let's say there's another two hundred dollars of things you're going to need. You know that are just going to happen. We're going to put two hundred dollars in the oh no fund. So that means that by the end of the year you need to have twelve hundred dollars so that you don't get stopped if your car breaks down. Right. So then right. what you would do is you would know in your oh no fund you have to put a hundred dollars a month. Yeah. Now. I don't know about you, Susan, but my business is is uh, not seasonal, but it goes up and down. Oh, yes. So, you, business income will cycle was the quote. Yes, exactly. That's important. Yes, yes. So the oh no fund might be a percentage instead of $100 a month. Because I will tell you, in December, $100 a month isn't going to work for me. Uh-huh. <laughs> right? Uh-huh. Everybody's no, thinking about I, themselves. I, they're not they're thinking about other people. They're not spending money with me. So, um, <laughs> so, but January, everybody wants to know what's coming up for the new year. It's a little bit better. So maybe mm-hmm. January, I'm going to put two hundred dollars away because I don't put any in December. But the Oh No Fund is money that you put away uh, so that when things like a car breaking down or um, you know, gosh, we get sick. I don't know about you. Does your boss pay you sick pay? You know? Oh, that's <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, or you want to 
do you yeah. uh, do you get vacation pay? I don't. I, I'm a cheap boss. I don't pay myself that. Mm-hmm. So you know, we just want to make sure we have that money on side, and that's the oh no fun. Yeah, you know, I will say one thing, and I know this show is going by really fast. I knew it would. I have, a, but um, when you're, what I've noticed with my business and and this show, which the things that that your heart really, really, what makes your heart sing? You have so much energy, Cindy. You put in extra hours, and they don't even feel like it. It's like, you know, I'll be working late at night for something, you know, that I never would have really felt that great about doing maybe on a a job that I've had in the past, you know, and yet I have energy, and, and you just know it. I mean, it just feels really good. Absolutely, and that's one of the reasons why I say don't you know uh, that it's okay to have a part-time job when you're when you're trying or a full-time job, whatever uh, depends uh-huh. on your circumstances. When you you know when you're first starting, because you know when you love what you do, a you don't need to buy yourself so many toys and gifts and things like yeah. that. But b you you can put in the extra effort. Um, I remember one time I was really um, just. Ugh, I wasn't even enjoying doing my readings anymore, and I, I just took a month off from it. Now, I had to plan for that because I had to put money aside because, you know, my car loan wasn't going to take a month off. But uh, I did that, and I took a month off, and then I could come back rejuvenated, and I could come back with an appreciation for my clients and wanting to do it. When you are when you fill your cup, then you can give to others. And I think this is another point that kind of goes along with yours. When you love what you do, you have extra energy. Energy, and when you take care of yourself and make sure that you're giving yourself a full cup, then you also have more to give as a as a spiritual business entrepreneur. Yes. You know, I want to bring something else up here that that, that leads to is I think that, you know, your example, and we all have, I mean, we're, we're human beings navigating through life, and life has its impacts on us. Mm-hmm. Like last year I had a, a loved one with a significant health challenge, you know, that mm-hmm. I was dealing with and I had to cut myself slack I had to say to people look you know I mean I had to really take a break and I had the ability to do that I mean not totally easily but Mm -hmm. there were times you and and what you're saying sometimes you know it energetically don't you Cindy I mean if if Mm -hmm. if you you'll know when you can't keep doing whatever you're doing all the time you know energetically it's obvious yeah, um, and, and also I find that uh, spirit. I don't know if this happens with you, Susan. Actually, I'd be curious to see if it does. But that when I'm not up to it, or when I'm ignoring the fact I'm not up to it, spirit will slow down those clients. And oh I yeah, <laughs> spirit will so put you down. I mean, you'll yeah, you'll end up. Listeners, yeah, you know. So if your listeners are out there wondering why business is slow, make sure it could be other things, could be a million other things, but just take a moment to look and say, what are you doing for you? Are you really at 100% for your clients? And it may have nothing to do with that. It could be a marketing issue, it could be a finance, it could be an economy issue, there could be a million other things, but hey, that's an easy one to check. Yeah. Yeah, and you do need to make time for you. Um, you know, one of the things I've I've told people that I work, that people know that I go for walks out in nature. I often will post pictures. And, you know, I may have some deadline I'm working on, but but still there are days I don't get my walk. That's true. But if I don't feed my soul, and sometimes when you're a a self-employed person, 
there can be a tendency to just keep going, 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 and you don't take that time for your spiritual practice. And if you have a spiritual business, you need to. And I'm learning this lesson as we speak. Like today I'm probably not going to get a walk. It just kind of works out that way, but tomorrow I will. And, right. and um, you know, it is important. Um, I always remind myself, even the President of the United States takes a break, and there must be yeah. so much on his plate. I do I think about this, world leaders, or, you know, spiritual leaders. Does Deepak Chopra take time off? I'm sure he does. You know, I yeah. mean, we we have to, to feed our souls, or we can't we keep going. So we give so much in a spiritual business, and we give it gladly. I mean, we yeah. wouldn't be in a spiritual yeah. business if we didn't want to be of service. And yeah. so it's okay. To, it's like it's just like it's okay to make money. It's okay to take time for yourself because yeah. we can do a better job. And, and that's true of life, right? You can be a better yeah. parent. You can be a better lover, lover. You can be a better coworker if you fill your cup. And so, you know, uh, when we talk about things that I also see people struggle with in a spiritual Spiritual business is balancing home life and mm-hmm. and all of that and yeah. um and one of the things we do we devote actually a whole chapter to it chapter ten in grow your spiritual business is about how to balance family life and other responsibilities and and one of the things I recommend is if you can have a door on your office that's wonderful so that you can close the door either yeah. way close the door in with you in and close the door when you're not in, you know. And and just as a, a psychological, okay, this this is in my home, but, you know, because we don't get to, a lot of us anyway, don't get to drive home after work, you know. No. We went home and into the kitchen time to make dinner, you know. So so um, right. having a door, I feel, on an office can be, can can go a long way. And having a space you know, a dedicated space so that your kitchen table isn't also your office. Yes, yes. It's so possible. true. Well, you know, I I have to mention yet another thing that I've observed is that sometimes, and this is one of the, the joys of working on your own, is you may be able to work from another location. Um, I had a situation very early on where I was event planning. I was with my son in Disney World. I was literally standing outside the hotel room in Disney World talking to people coming to this spiritual event, you know, taking calls because I was doing event handling. Um, and I asked myself at the time, was this good or was it not good? And I finally decided, well, there was a balance. And I had it happen to me recently. I was on, um, I was with my mother in Colorado. Something came up really crucial, and it was a really good thing to work on. But I had to balance being with family and pursuing that. And I, I don't know that I did it perfectly, but I was also thankful that I had the freedom to be somewhere else and still, um, you know, somehow manage to incorporate these business elements. But with that said, you're right, balance, balance, balance. And that last chapter is very important, or Chapter 10. It's towards the end of your book, I know. Yes, yeah, towards the end. You know, technology is is wonderful and that's another thing that we um 
focus on in, in Grow Your Spiritual Businesses, how technology has made life easier and made you able to market. Again, this is part of the you can do anything. Um, uh-huh. uh, we had a little cant in there, and I'm, we're going to recant our cant. But you can do anything. And because of, of technology today, you can do it anywhere, and you can be a global business, not just a local business. And that's something our parents didn't yes. have. Uh, we yep. can set up a business. I teach online, and just last night I was teaching a class, and there was someone from Chicago, someone from Arizona, somebody from Florida, somebody uh-huh. from up, well, a bunch of people from upstate New York. And I've moved to Virginia Beach, but some of these people were my students that I used to have up in in Central New York. So here we are; we're still together, and uh, and that's for technology. And so. I do. A lot of times people don't even know I'm traveling. I continue working even when I'm on a book tour or uh, like I'm going to Tokyo and and I'll be available for for readings, not necessarily phone readings because of the time difference, but I'll be available for email readings. So, you know, um, we can be worldwide and and technology is such a gift. Uh, I hope that, uh, and I was hoping we'd cover it. Maybe we'll we'll have to talk again, but um, there are so many ways technology we can use technology to boost our business in ways that that uh, i hope that people will not be afraid to explore because it talk about you can do anything it it's huge what you can do with technology yes yes you know i will tell you cindy lately it seems like um i i we are having part twos of shows just so you know they they just seem to flow into and it works wonderfully well and so um, I'll tell you right now, I'd be delighted to have you back. Um, we're not quite oh, done yet, but I know we're not going to finish everything today. There's just so much. Um, but, you know, there's an area I want to touch on that's really important that we haven't talked about too much yet, and we have time, is at least to touch upon it, is growing our customer base. Um, you know, just you, you do devote a good portion of your book to this business of the sales funnel and, you know, Let's let's start to talk about that a little bit, but I have a feeling we'll talk more. Well, the concept is basically you attract a client, and that's the top of the funnel, right? You bring a bunch of people in, and then as you see if they resonate or not. Remember, this is kind of our dating. You know, we get let them get to know. Some people may say, "Oh, you know, Cindy, you're just too." whatever, right? Uh I like Mary uh Jo over there. So they fall out of your sales funnel Uh and that's fine. You know, they don't Uh stay in. But then as we, they get to know us and we resonate more and more and eventually we synergize, you're bringing them down the funnel. And so you need to bring in, because not everybody, even though Susan, I'm sure you have, you're wonderful, but not everybody's going to like the way you do whatever it is that you do, right? So same thing with Yes. Yeah, for everyone. And that's great, but that means we have to bring more people in our funnel because not everybody's going to like us, right? Yeah. So we may do events where we can attract a large group. Like uh, we recently did an expo in Massachusetts, huge uh, natural life expo, I think it's called. Huge uh-huh. expo. And, and Lisa and I talked to hundreds of people, and we put them all in the top of our funnel, right? We got their emails, <laughs> which which is how you get going on this whole thing is emails we'll talk about that maybe another time but oh yeah um, yeah and you bring them and you and then but then they're going to unsubscribe the ones that are interested and you want them to unsubscribe because you don't want to be one of those people that end up in somebody's junk file right so unsubscribes are wonderful they're not 
yeah. bad. And 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 until you finally get the people that are really interested, and that's going down the sales funnel. So you you attract a lot of people, and you by giving usually free things. That's Lisa and I just talking to people, and then you offer them free or low cost ways to get to know you: blogs, YouTube's class, lectures, um, uh, newsletters, articles, all those kinds of things. And then some more fall off, and that's fine. And then finally, that you get them to really, you know that you have a strong group when you're at the end of your funnel of people that really want your product. And that's when you do, uh, they're more likely to do those other things. Remember, we started the show with saying, how do we focus? Well, I might yeah. have someone that yeah. comes as a psychic reading, but then now, wow, they might take one of my classes, or boy, they might buy my book, or they may have a tarot numerology report done. So then you do what are called upsells uh, to your strong clients, and that's how you keep them, because people get bored with one service. We're, we're spoiled yeah. with having all of these things to choose from. Yeah. Yeah, you know something that really comes through um, that I, I I hope we can can magnify this for people is that when you're in a spiritual business like we are, and and you know if somebody needs to go to somebody else for whatever, if there's some I don't care who you are, there will be situations where you are not the person who is meant to help this other person, you know, because really it's all about being in service. And you say that right at the beginning. And the best thing that you can do both as a customer and as a business person is release each other freely and enjoy, you know, and say... With love, yeah. Yes, with love, because it's like... Because you're creating a community of referrals, a a spiritual network. I always say attend your... Don't. It's not a competitor. Think of That's this person it. as your as your co-creator, right? You're educating the community about your craft, and everyone's going to do it a little differently. And there's enough people to go around. And when we that's get into it. this consciousness that there isn't, then that's what we create. So don't create that. That's right. And <laughs> you know, we need to, to go around. We need to release the competitiveness that can be. Yeah. I know it's really. It's tempting, especially if we've been in traditional business or we've been trained. You know, from childhood, we're we're taught to compete. And I'm not saying that you don't, you know, work, do your best and and serve people as your best. That's different. But, um, you know, we need to be mutually accepting of situations where, you know, a customer relationship is better in this situation or sometimes someone's better off you know, working working in my domain, sometimes it can be collaborative, which I'm finding more yeah. and more. I love you collaborative. Yeah. You know, Susan, it's a wonderful marketing thing because let's say you and I were to do something together, right, like this show. Not yes. only did you did I get my name on your Facebook page, you got your name and your show's name on my mm-hmm. Facebook page. Absolutely. So my however many, I don't know how many I have, I should know that figure, but I don't, my whatever 700 people saw you and your whatever you have saw me. And so collaborative really is mutually beneficial in so many ways besides learning and growing from each other. You know, I have here's a perfect example how we help each other is I tended to start on Twitter 
and I tend to have more people over there. And I watch, you know, they're giving better. We're going to have to do a show on technology, but I'm seeing these statistics. You know, Twitter is kind of, and I'm going back over there more, Facebook has been slower to grow for me. So how can we help one another? I know people who have huge, huge Facebook followers and very, very small Twitter. Because And so, hey, you know, by collaborating, we are helping one another. You know, maybe maybe I, you know, because I have greater strength on Twitter, I get more out there. And then because someone has better strength on Facebook, they get the word out there. And then together we grow in both places, which is really cool. <laughs> Yeah. Well, that's the goal, right? We want we want to be of service. Why do yes. we feel that stops with those that are in the same business as we are? Well, and that's the other thing is that there's plenty. In fact, one of the things I'm exploring because it does feed my soul is to go into an area where, you know, potentially there could be some competition, um, friendly competition. But no, don't think of it that way. There is plenty, plenty to go around and there are plenty of ways that we can work together and that's what I look at is that um, we have to get you know this this business I keep seeing this show up on my feet it's not personal it's not personal and boy is that important it's personal in the sense that our hearts are in it and our spirit and we care and we're in working in love with one another but it's not personal in the old cutthroat um, you know that the, the ego ways that that tend to undermine any business, spiritual or otherwise. Yeah, well, these are tips that are really good for, and this is, you know, what we've been discussing is good for any business. Um, But when your heart is in it, when you're being of service, you are in a spiritual business. And what a great gift we can give. And by, as we said, allowing time for ourselves, not denying that money is okay, that's going to allow us to be of greater service. And so, by being yeah. willing to accept the energy given to us in any form, we are allowing ourselves to act as greater conduits uh, for 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 the for spirit, and uh, and this is what grow your spiritual business is all about: how to grow that business so that you can be more of service. Yes, yes. Well, that's a beautiful way to wrap up our live interview here because we have just enough time. And, yes, I do want to invite you back, Cindy. I would love to have you back. I would welcome Lisa as well. You know, I I would love to talk about this more. It is a vital topic. I love the free flow of our talk today, which I appreciate how we, we just flowed together today. And I want to give you the chance right now to once again tell people about um, where they can find you, what you have coming up, and and also to say thank you from my heart. Oh, thank you, Susan. I I've enjoyed your show. Um, you can reach me at Cindy Griffiths. Dot com. If you want more information about Grow Your Spiritual Business, you can find it on my website, but we also have a website, GrowYourSpiritualBusinessBook.com, and we're on Facebook under Grow Your Spiritual Business. Lisa K. is my co-author. You can find her on Facebook and all over. Um, we, I have coming up, I'm very excited, I'm teaching now on Learn It Live and the Spirituality Center. These are online classes that are very 
reasonable, anywhere from free to fifteen, twenty dollars. Um, and and there's there are uh, many many spiritual classes besides mine. So I, I highly recommend you check out. It's called Learn It Live. If you like these online uh, things, and if you're savvy enough to listen to Susan's Frontier Beyond Fear, I'm sure you can get on to Learn It Live. <laughs> well, and, I'm and excited from my to hear heart, about let it. Me thank you for having me. <laughs> oh, thank you. And and I think Learn It Live sounds really cool. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> well, and, after the show, I'm happy to tell you more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, we're already working together. <laughs> it's synchronicity, Cindy. We'll talk about that next time, maybe. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much. Oh, thank you. And and you have a wonderful I guess guess it's heading towards evening where you're at and, and oh I just so appreciate all you're doing, Cindy. And and yes, thank you. And I look forward to next time. Me too. All right. Take care. Bye bye. Bye. Okay, very quickly to the live show audience. Um, thank you for being here, everyone, today. Whether you're listening to this show now or many of you I know will listen in the future, I feel your energy across time. FrontierBeyondFear.com is where you'll find this show featured for quite a while. You can always find all the shows in the archive. This is a listener-supported broadcast. I invite your gifts if you feel so led, and there is a way to do that on Frontier Beyond Fear. Dot com, And I kind of expect I'll probably have another show slipped into the schedule here um, probably early next week or maybe even Friday. I'm going to do a couple solo shows. We're kind of mixing it up where I take live calls. I've found that that's really working well. The next show on the schedule is um, currently Roberta Grimes. Um, we're going to talk about a totally different topic, Liberating Jesus, some exploration she's done. She's been on the show before. That's Thursday, January 21st, 12 p.m. Pacific, this same time, 3 p.m. Eastern. And But look for a primetime show coming up because I just have a feeling I'm going to be scheduling one. Um, follow the show. Go on blogtalkradio.com and find a way to get on that, that follow list. It's very easy. Thank you, live audience. I'll carry it very briefly into the podcast here. And I will just say that there is a strong series of shows coming up, some wonderful events coming up, um, the Los Angeles Conscious Life Expo is coming up. I will be speaking there, and I do welcome you to come by the booth that I will have there, and that's going to be February 19th through 21st, a good time to be planning for that. And I will be speaking Saturday, February 20th at 7 p.m. on the topic multidimensional living, um, where we're really going to go um, go way into it about um, the nature of time, synchronicity, following your heart, past lives, soul agreements. It's going to be a wonderful time together. And um, do come by and start planning for that. So thank you again for being here, and I will see you all next time. Take care, everyone. Mm-hmm.